This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. Baylor will inbound. The clock will wind out, and the Bears end their 73-year hibernation from the national title game. Baylor defeats Houston 78-59. They're in the national championship game for the first time since 1948 and the second time in school history. It's BetQL Daily with Joe Ostrowski and Ryan Horvat on the BetQL Audio Network. Gonzaga favored by four tonight against Baylor. It's Championship Monday. Welcome on in, Joe Ostrowski and Ryan Horvat. This is BetQL Daily on Twitter, at BetQL Daily. You can listen live on the Odyssey app, watch us on the Odyssey Sports YouTube page, and hear us on stations like 1430 The Bet in Denver, 105.9 FM HD2 in Chicago, 93.1 FM HD3 in Los Angeles. And let's head out to uh, Las, Bra- Las Vegas and bring in our friend Chuck Esposito, He's the Racing Sportsbook Director at Station Casinos. Uh, Chuck, first off, credit to you, because every time we talked about college basketball and and the futures market, you were consistent, never wavered. Like, guys, Baylor, Gonzaga on a collision course. Now, I don't know if you predicted that we were going to get that epic result late on Saturday night, uh, but good call. I I didn't predict it. Um, Thanks, guys. Always good to be on with you. Um, you know, for us, it was uh, we clearly needed Gonzaga just to win. There was a lot of uh, UCLA money line play. Um, any other scenario it was kind of a, a decent one, except Gonzaga, of course, covering and the game going over. But but having that kind of big middle working for us, we thought we were in good shape going in, and it looked like it was headed to double overtime. Not sure if he called glass or not, but um, it was one of the best college basketball games I've seen in a very long time. Yeah, Chuck, I wanted to ask you what the atmosphere was like because, you know, there's when it's 14 and a half, 15 points, you know, obviously people tend to take the dog in UCLA, but myself, you know, I got a couple, you know, Zags tickets, futures, national title futures, where it got real sticky there, man, for a while, especially the price that I laid there. Uh, what was the atmosphere like with, with such a close game and almost an upset bid like that? It was crazy in the book, Ryan. I mean, it, it was so much fun. I mean, just kind of the, the buzz and the atmosphere. And as that game continued to go on, I think, you know, so many people looked at the game and said, okay, UCLA, you know, it's an 11 seed. They had to play in the play-in game. They were bet heavily against in that game against Michigan State. Um, you know, can they really play with Gonzaga? I mean, you, you look at the Zags and they had that early test against West Virginia where they won by five, but every other game was by double digits. And we knew how they could score and go up and down the court. And even before the game, you heard some of the analysts say, well, UCLA is going to have to score at least 75 or 80 points um, to be in this game. And, you know, even from, from my side and doing this for all these years, I'm, I'm thinking, God, that is a monumental task to ask a team that slows it down and goes through three and four minute droughts 
of no of no points from the field. Can they can they stay with them? But from the time the game started, you could tell that they were in it, and I think the crowd kind of sensed that as well, and it got louder and louder, and the atmosphere was fun. I mean, not having the tournament last year and then having what we've had so far this year has been awesome for our side of the counter as well. Chuck, much of the season, especially on the, the latter half, it, it's been about Gonzaga being an all-time team. Can they run the table, go all the way undefeated? And they had their toughest test, of course, on Saturday. Uh, but when you go back to that game, how are the betters in the book reacting? Not just the excitement and the buzz in the air. When you have a 14-point spread like that, I, I'd assume that most were just waiting. Okay, when is the moment that Gonzaga is just going to run away? Are, are they running to the counter at halftime and just blind betting the Zags? Oh, I, I think at halftime and in game, uh, the, yeah. the in-play wagering was crazy. Um, you know, when they would if they would fall behind or what the you know where we were as far as the point spread when the game. And I think so, guys. I think you look at. You look at Gonzaga, and again, you know, since uh, trying to be the first team since the 76 Hoosiers to do it, UNLV had that big stretch and then, you know, undefeated and got beat by Duke. But everybody just looked at this team, and I think that the string of double-digit wins against a team that, you know, many people weren't sure if they even were going to get in. And, and again, I go back to that first play-in game against Michigan State. That was by far one of our biggest decisions of the tournament. It was that first Thursday night. But they bet the Spartans in that game like they knew the final score. I mean, it was crazy the amount of action that was on the Spartans. Uh, and UCLA had to come back from a big deficit there um, to get to this point. But, uh, yeah, they, they heavily played the Zags, especially the Zags and over. But anybody that did like UCLA was willing to take that flyer on the money line. And that's why we needed Gonzaga just to win the game um, to kind of hold true and, and have a decent outcome on that game because they backed Baylor as well in the early game. Chuck, have you noticed any overreaction to what we saw on Saturday night? Like, for example, Baylor blows Houston out. That game was over with 16 minutes to go in the first half. The Zags, they had to go to overtime just to escape UCLA. Any money coming in on Baylor tonight, especially when you're getting five points? You are on the on the money line, guys. Um, you know, and I think the number maybe is a, is a little uh, um, lower than, than the advertised price you think you would have gotten on, on Gonzaga at this point. Even against Baylor, I think if you would have asked me a, a week ago, I, I would have said the number probably six or seven, um, just you know, off the top of my head at that point, just looking at my kind of power numbers. Um, but I think the way Baylor played and the way UCLA kind of text tested uh, the Zags and the fact that Baylor's a little bit deeper, um, you know, I, I think you're seeing some Baylor play right now, especially on the money line that people feel there is some value there. I mean, of course, we're still hours away from, from tip off and, and we'll see a tremendous amount of play both across the counter and, uh, and on a mobile app, um, leading up until tip tonight. But, uh, but I think you're getting a little bit of a, of a leaner price than, than I think you would have gotten a week ago, um, on Gonzaga, just based on the, again, the way Baylor played and the way UCLA took them to almost double overtime. You've got BetQL Daily, our guest Chuck Esposito, Race and Sportsbook Director at Station Casinos. You mentioned on Saturday that you needed Gonzaga. What do you need tonight and in the futures market? Uh, what's the highest that Gonzaga or Baylor got out to? Well, we're, we're in good shape on, uh, on both teams in the, in the futures market, a much better shape on um, Baylor. I think going into the Final Four weekend, Houston, Baylor, um, and uh, UCLA, we were in tremendous shape. I mean, surprising enough, again, we're in, we're in fairly good shape with Gonzaga. And I think that happens a lot of times where it's the, the teams or the schools going into the tournament that have low odds. 
people are looking for more value and taking flyers on that. So I, I think that's the big key there, and that's why we're in good shape on both. Gonzaga was relatively low um, all year. I don't remember off the top of my head what the highest price Baylor was, but uh, you, you clearly at some point early in the season were probably getting close to double digits. Um, so I think there's there's definitely some some value on Baylor, people who bet them early on. And they got off the to such a hot start, guys, and just throughout the season, everybody looked at this Baylor team and thought they were really, really good and, and could be playing for the national championship, yet they, they hit a little bit of a speed bump late, but they are playing really good right now. And again, I think they're a little bit deeper uh, than Gonzaga. I think it's a great matchup. It's the one everybody was was hoping that we would, uh, that we would see. Um, but I, I think you look at the Zags, who had spent almost the entire season at number one, and, and Baylor was, I think, almost every week. I think 15 of the 17 weeks, they were right behind him at number two or three with Baylor and Illinois. So, I mean, it's a matchup that I think we all wanted to see. And I think from a betting standpoint, you're going to see a great handle on the game tonight. Yeah. And Chuck, usually like if you get a matchup like this, I mean, two teams that have a combined two losses this season, the national title game that we've all been rooting for all season long. There's a lot of people that or probably, you know, if I'm in Vegas, I'm probably just rooting for a good game tonight, maybe a one possession game. So maybe I'm staying away from the side, but I'm looking at the total and you would expect a lot of people to be playing the over in a game like this opened up at 160, seeing some 159s out there, 159 and a half. You would figure a lot of public money coming in on the over with a game like this. Uh, any value that you see in the total or anything that you've noticed people, uh, you know, going to the window already for the total tonight. Hey, I'm Brett Podolsky co-founder of The Farmer's Dog. We make fresh food for dogs. We started the company when we saw what a huge difference it made in my own dog, Jada, when she stopped eating ultra-processed kibble and started eating fresh, whole food. The Farmer's Dog food isn't fancy. It's just real food delivered to your door in pre-portioned packs. It's better for them and easier for you. Get 50% off your first box at thefarmersdog.com slash podcast. That's thefarmersdog.com slash podcast. Yeah, I mean, it's it kind of stayed right where we opened it. I know you talked about that. Maybe it opened a little bit higher out there, and, and it's dropped a tiny bit. But but I think by tip-off tonight, um, you're going to see that total start to tick up a little bit just because of the, the offensive nature of, the, of these two schools. And it's strange, but in a game like this, you could see the first couple of minutes, uh, the first several minutes more of kind of that – you know, the, the two punchers in the ring kind of feeling each other out and not a lot of scoring. But the way these two teams get up and down the court, um, I, my guess is late in that game, especially in the second half, you're going to see a lot of scoring. Um, we'll, we'll probably need Gonzaga to, to maybe win the game um, and, and, not, uh, and not cover. Um, but, uh, but, you know, we are seeing some Baylor action so far on the money line. And with the future book, though, I think we'll be in good shape with both teams tonight when they tip off. But, but I do think we'll be the other. With Chuck Esposito from Station Casinos. Chuck, don't forget, it's also Masters Week. How fun is this? Uh, a lot of action in the book. And Jordan Speed. that's the name. That It's not just because of what we saw on yesterday. I feel like we've been talking about his name for several months, and then we know about his history at Augusta. Where is Spieth on the board at Station Casinos? Well, I mean, it has been fun. I mean, with with the Masters, I mean, you've seen his odds definitely start to drop, guys, um, from where it was. I mean, you could have gotten him. Uh, I'm thinking it was more in the 25 to 30 range, and he's under 10 to one right now. So, I mean, when you talk about the guys at the top, when you talk about uh, DJ and, and JT, um, right after that, you're talking about speed. So, um, you know, there's so many young and talented golfers out there. I know we chatted about it briefly last week that. You know, you had the college basketball tournament, hockey and basketball going on. 
um, MLB first pitch last week, and then you have the Masters this weekend as well. It is a fun time for us in the books, and I think the guests like it too. After you know last year and understanding what everybody went through, having all these events going on now is super cool. But uh, it's going to be interesting to see the way it all plays out at Augusta next week or this weekend, excuse me. Are you expecting most of the money to come in on the favorites per usual with the Masters? Obviously, Bryson, we all loved Bryson last year. Or this year, I guess you could technically say with the Masters, that didn't work out. Dustin Johnson, uh, is that where you're expecting as far as uh, this weekend goes for the Masters and outrights? You know, yes and no. Um, I think there's so many talented young golfers out there right now that guests also look for value, look for guys that are playing well right now, and maybe they're getting a really good price on it. Of course, you're going to see some some heavy play on uh, on the favorites, as we kind of touched on. But I think there's a, there's a lot of guys out there that maybe possess some value right now that uh, I think they're going to be looking at. I think overall, the handle is usually just tremendous on this event. It's like the Daytona 500 is for, for NASCAR or Indy is for IndyCar racing. When it comes to the Masters, it is just a phenomenal handle that we get um, each and every year, especially when you have so many talented young golfers out there right now that are kind of bunched up with pretty close prices. Chuck, how was the action uh, in Major League Baseball for the first weekend of the year? And how would you compare it to uh, the other sports midseason like the NBA and NHL? It was great for baseball. I, I think, you know, with, with baseball, the fact that the um, there's so many games in the day and you've got games that start early, um, it really kind of expands the overall day where we have the opening game, uh, opening day numbers up, you know, way in advance. And you saw so many guests, you know, parlaying uh, what was going on in other sports. If it was the Golden Knights out here, or some of the college tournament games or, or pro basketball with the Lakers or Nets. Uh, to opening day of baseball, but having all those early games, day one, having our time, uh, four 10 o'clock games, and then uh, several 11 and one o'clock in the afternoon games, it really does make the whole day fun. And I, and I think you look at baseball right now, and you know you can make a case that two of the best teams, if not the two best teams, are out west in the Dodgers and Padres. So that even adds to it uh, for us out here. Many nights, I mean, I'm a huge MLB fan, born and raised in Chicago, huge Cubs fan, but we're going to be rooting against the Dodgers and Padres pretty much nightly, guys, because <laughs> they've already backed them pretty good the first four games. Yeah, and with the Dodgers and the Padres, not just game by game by game, but any um any value that you saw as far as futures, World Series futures to make the postseason or anything that came in right before uh, the season, you know, obviously got started because the Dodgers lost the opener and everybody was already overreacting as far as how high their win total is. Any value that you saw, maybe with a team like the Braves or anybody to win the World Series? Yeah, the two teams that they bet heavily in the offseason, um, last year it was the Reds and White Sox, and I know we, we kind of talked about that. This year it was uh, clearly Toronto and the Mets. Um, Toronto's two and one and, you know, played well against, uh, you know, against the Yankees in that opening series. And, and I think you look at um, the Mets who haven't played yet, but the, the value pick for me, and I remember, I think I said this with you guys a week or so ago, was I thought the, the, the Phillies were kind of the value team in the National League, that they, <laughs> they did sweep Atlanta, they're 3-0. and uh -huh. um, I know it's early in the season, but I kind of like the way that team lines up. I like their pitching staff, and I think they were kind of the forgotten team in the East behind the Mets and, uh, and Braves, and I think the Phillies are an awfully good team as well. Yeah, off to a great start uh, over the weekend with a 3-0 start. One of three teams only undefeated in Major League Baseball. His name, Chuck Esposito, race and sportsbook director at Station Casinos. Chuck, enjoy all the action tonight and the rest of the week, all right? All right. Thanks, guys. You too. Always enjoy being on with you. And uh, I'm sure we'll have a lot more to chat about in the coming weeks.
Uh-huh. There's a, just a few things going on. There's Chuck Esposito, big sports fan, always gives us the book perspective on everything going on. Man, it's such a fun time. Just get all these teams get vaccinated. Why why is this still an issue? Why yeah, is this why still, is still an issue? It's, it's, hey, it's over. We defeated it. Joe, my biggest takeaway from what Chuck just said to us, the books need the Zags tonight, but they need Baylor possibly to cover as well. That's a good hedging opportunity for me if I have a couple why? Zags. Why are you why are you hedging a Gonzaga national title ticket? I just have this this feeling. This you gut could feeling okay. They could go down tonight. That like, but is it really for that much money? Yeah, decent amount of money. I need uh, I need Baylor to cover for contest I'm in for an uh, ATS last man standing. I just got the line, the official closing line on it. It's already said it's it's four and a half. Four and a half. Okay, yeah. I feel good about it. Possessions there. I, I think I'd prefer to be on the Baylor side, the, the Gonzaga side, in a contest situation like that. We'll talk about that coming up. Uh, we're going to go over the MLB slate today. You'll be betting and watching Major League Baseball this afternoon and maybe this evening on a second monitor. We'll get to that next. This is the BetQL Audio Network.